you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 169 of the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. We have crossed over the halfway point of the 2013 calendar. I hope you enjoyed your July 4th. Let's talk about that, the world of sports, and the world in general Starting off with my main man seated to my immediate right from NFL.com, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure. Another glorious day. We're outside the uh, 4th of July Boy, holiday. it's sunny getting, out, huh? We're getting closer, too, to the season. I know it. NFL season is... Is it when you say it's nigh, that means it's like a day away, right? Or it's like right around the corner. So I don't want to say it's almost nigh, but I feel like that's... You shouldn't say that. Shouldn't Can't. say nigh, no. Almost so, nigh. I, almost I, nigh. Almost, I don't think you can say that's something That's almost like. wrong. How was July 4th for you? You spent it in uh, in Las Vegas, yes? I did. Yeah, good fun? Always a good time out there. How hot was it out there? Uh, it was warm, even for somebody who me who or like me who was raised in a desert-like community. Um, it started to get a little warm at some point. But did it go across 120? I don't think so. No, not that's quite, not too it, bad for July, August, for July in Vegas. No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's good. I was in pool for most of the time, so it doesn't matter. Meantime, the the sun is a blazing orb in the sky, and it's plum glorious in my book. No, no humidity for the most part in Southern California. It's just that sun. It radiates on your skin. Actually, that doesn't sound good. Radiating no, on your no, skin no, isn't no. something. You want. All right, listen. Enough about the weather. We have a lot of sports to kibitz about. A good show lined up. Nay. A great one. 
lined up, and uh, Vikings fans, I think, in particular, are going to enjoy this one because we have Jared Allen, number 69, the uh, the great uh, defensive end, of course, of your Vikings coming up in uh, just a few minutes. And then a guy who just parted ways with the Minnesota Vikings and uh, has now caught on with the Oakland Raiders, punter and uh, social activist to boot, Chris Cluey. So a gangbuster show, as I say. Meantime, we are going to uh, we're going to do a blacklist here. A few things to talk about. Let's say hello to the other people joining us. First of all, all the way from England, there he is, everybody. It's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hello, handsome. How are you? I am very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. How are you? I'm fine, and I'm even better because you brought in some nice cherries. Yes, I did. I wanted to share. I've I'm I've become addicted to cherries at this time of year. I love fruit in Southern California, by the way. Yeah. That's another thing the sun does very well here. And so I thought I'd bring some, share them with you guys. Can I tell you something? Yes. I, I, even if you said no, I was still going to tell it to you. Um, yes. Fruit is, this is the time for fruit. You know, yeah. this is, you know, the Academy Awards. They like, they always uh, sort of, people release movies that want to be contenders for Academy Awards, typically in November and December so that they're fresh on the mind. That's not the way when Damashek at the end of each year, hands out the Sheckies, fruit that's in the rearview mirror because it was summertime where it had its prime. And let me just say this. Cherries, very good. Making a strong push. Strawberries have been good so far. Mm-hmm. I don't mind telling you. Apples, you got some work to do. But I know that like they, you know, just like movies that are released mm-hmm. in November, apples make their push right at, right at the right time of the year. But can I tell you what's been delicious so far? It has had a delicious 2013. The peach. A white yes. peach. Oh, the white peach oh, is a great It's this been year. terrific. It's been yep. really good. So it's exciting, and we're at the halfway point. Don't worry. Apple aficionados, oranges, tangerines, and so on. You still have half a year yet to go here. Also, let's say hello. The only uh, wrap I put on the cherry is I don't like that pit. Mm-hmm. And I know a peach has a pit and an apple has the, the core, but it's a that when you eat one you only eat one, so what's your leftover, you only have to do one throw to the garbage can. Right. Every cherry, every single one I gotta end with oh, I gotta throw it in the garbage. You know? I don't yeah, like Yeah, I mean it's I, I kind of I like the spitting I like to like that with them. <laughs> I'm telling you, handsome Hank, you should have been born. I feel bad for you almost that you were born in England because your way is so, you know, you're like from the Old West. You're a yep. pioneer. That's right. You know, you really, you you should have been born in Wyoming in, Are we so <laughs> in sure, 1858 though? or something and been, you should have been a gunslinger yep, or something. That's right. You know? Do you mind, can, you, can I just interrupt you while I put a wad of tobacco in my lip? <laughs> Are we so sure that he is British? Remember a couple of episodes ago? came up and the question about uh, Handsome Hank's identity and true true origin was questioned so I don't know if we uh... I would be you know for you know unlike Robert Kraft I would celebrate being duped in this case I like <laughs> by the way I have enjoyed the the use of uh, we, we, the little herd uh, the little herd duped we don't use uh, the, you know what, 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 hoodwinked he could have gone with He's there. like a Scooby-Doo villain. You've been duped. <laughs> That's exactly. It's a, it's a funny uh, choice to go uh, bamboozled. That's another good one. All right, let's also say hello from around the league. Of course, you enjoy his work on the debate club most of the time. Of course, he was absent, though, last week, and uh, some other people jumped in for him. He's back now, though, one half of the debate club. It's Mark Sessler. What's the poop with you, fellow? Well, I've learned a lot about hand fruit. 
in the last couple of minutes. But pan I fruit. Pan, I don't pan fruit. fruit. Fruit that you would hold with your hands versus a gigantic <laughs> pineapple or something. But oh. is, that, is that not a hand is that fruit? A, is that not what we call how it? Do you, it's how hand do you fruit. eat hand fruit? I've never heard that before. Do you it's hold great. a giant pineapple and just... You could do. No, you must you cut it and then it? walk Wait around. Wait a second. Wait a second. You cannot now ask a rhetorical question <laughs> as though we're, we've all been in... A, like, how did you guys not know? Wait, don't we all call them hand fruit? That's, that's what you just said. I, I mean, basically am... You've curious created. as to why no one's walking around using hand fruit as a I think term. you need to embrace it, and you need to spearhead this movement. I love it. The other thing about Henry, the guy every day to a T rolls in with finely chopped carved foods in Tupperware bins. I, mm. I don't know another guy in the office who's nearly organized enough to pull this off. You must be getting some help. I, I, I'm getting no help at all. I, it's a matter of literally taking cherries... Transferring them into Tupperware and then putting a lid on them. Yeah, but Jesse James didn't do that. Jesse James and Butch Cassidy and whoever else, they didn't do anything like that. They didn't have Well, I'm not going to put it in my pockets. Well, they would. I don't have a horse to put them in the saddlebag, so I I went with the next best thing. Um, All right. We have to get to, like I say, a blacklist, and we have two good guests uh, lined up for you. So uh, much to do. But quickly, Black Tie wants me to mention... That, and, he's, and he's right for bringing this up. We got a great tweet last week, and it ended up uh, producing a piece that uh, that I worked on with a couple of the researchers here at the NFL Network. Um, JJ and Bill, shout out to them putting it together. The question was, what if the Pro Bowl weren't played between the two conferences, but instead there was a tournament among the divisions It yielded a, a thing in uh, black tie? We're just promoting, oh, we're promoting the fact that your tweets – can then turn into something for us. In other words, we want you to do a lot of the work for us. Exactly. That's That's what I'm about. Specifically, you need to do the work that Black Tie should be doing. Right. (laughs) Coming up with ideas. Looking for fan producers is what we're doing here, guys. And uh, also at NFL. Ed Barker was the one, by the way, who tweeted who tweeted From the, the UK. question. Yes, he was. At yes, Ed Barker on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> um, so use uh, the yeah. hashtag anybody but black tie. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, you can still uh, look that up at nfl.com slash shek s h e k. Also at nfl.com, the uh, the greatest uniform in NFL history bracket tournament continues. It's the second round currently. Get in there and vote. An interesting thing from that is right now in the throwback, I chose the 30 uh, – I mean, I didn't choose them. The 32 teams, the current uniforms they wear, and then I chose my favorite throwback for each one. In the throwback uh, – in, in the NFC throwback region mm-hmm. – Separated by seven votes right now. I think it's 40-some thousand people have voted for either side. The 94-49ers against the Falcons of the late 60s. Listen, do the right thing. Vote for the Falcons. Those 94-49ers uniforms are terrible. The white pants. (laughs) You don't wear white pants with with a gold hat and a red shirt. It looks terrible. I don't care if Steve Young, that was the best year for him in his career. They look lousy doing it. And that's what matters. So go and vote for the uh, Falcons, if you would. Or vote for the 49ers, if you insist. Either way, get in there. Um, That's the lowest remaining seed, right? They're a 14? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about it. You're not fond of that look. I don't like it at all. They barely, no. they barely uh, snuck through. No, I love the uh, the base uniform for the 49ers, though. And uh, Sessler actually on Around the League wrote some stuff about it uh, over the weekend, and I enjoyed, as usual, his turns of phrase on that. So, <laughs> Rank, you have, and uh, one more thing to promote, NFL.com, you have, uh, we're wrapping up the uh, your football movie tournament. Yes, that's coming down. We are at the final, depending on when you're listening to the podcast, we're down to the final four, North Dallas 40. 
remember the Titans and uh there might have been some glitches with our production department, so I don't know if I need to select the last two. I, I don't know that I got to select the last two movies, but whatever. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty. I will admit this to you now. I've never seen Remember the Titans. Is that, <laughs> Is that bad right? that I've not seen that movie? I feel like the movie's it's, a little overrated. Am I wrong? It just, it's, I heard that about it. That's why I never there, felt compelled to see you it. Can ima- if you, right now, if you think plucky underdogs. Yeah. That's what I think. I feel you, like, I feel like I've well, seen that movie a million times that's, over. That's, right. like, that's such a great point. But, and the funny thing is also is that uh, Handsome Hank had put a poll up on the NFL.com site about pick – Pick the movie of these four that you think are the best, and the other two are Varsity Blues. Personal favorite of Jeff Darlington, who harangued me for weeks, going, is Varsity Blues going to be on this list? I'm like, there's only a handful of actual <laughs> yeah, exactly. football movies. Flash Gordon was in the tournament. I think Varsity Blues was a shoe in to make the field. And then the program, which I know a movie that you absolutely I hate. I don't like the program. You they talk not. to each other during plays. There's no such play in NFL history where during the the guy's running trying to get uh, trying to get open and he talks to the DB covering him. You've never done you never did that when you for played? eighteen to twenty seven seconds. The play that just goes <laughs> on and on. It's, it's not like they're he just says see ya. I used to do see that. Ya. I used to do that playing hoops and everything. I mean, baseball lend itself a little I bit more to talk. I don't like the program, but it's fine. All right, and I also Craig Sheffer as a Heisman candidate quarterback is is impossible. That's I wrote, my thing. I wrote, my, all you have to do when you're making a sports movie, not all you have to do, but I, I, one of the key details in the top two considerations, can they act? All right, fine. And two, do they look like they're playing the game? Do they look like they're capable? The Why is Hoosiers a great movie? Because every one of those kids not just shoots the ball well, but they look like they're shooting the ball in 1955. They, they look like they <laughs> yeah. do set shots like for their It's completely... Uh, it's plausible. Anyway, all right. Just black. to bring it full circle, guys, I, I did the shout-out a few episodes ago, about 200 episodes ago. Basically, in sports, in movies, it's so hard to portray sports scenes. It's it's the it's the most difficult thing to do. And my shout-out was to people who have to actually work on sports scenes in movies because it's tough. It looks corny. It looks out of place, and it just never, never works. Wait, so was agree. this a shout-out you've already done? It is, yes. Oh, I'm I thought this re- was a new one. No, I'm just recurring. You know, actually, they use, they use like, professional players. They do. True they story. Sp- Last week, I met the guy who returned the kickoff in Batman, whatever, the the Dark Knight Rises, whatever. Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. Well, it wasn't Heinz Ward who actually did it, because Heinz, you know, he's, when Not you're an athlete, enough. you don't you don't actually have to do that <laughs> stuff. They just put your face on it. He was the guy who adds the state. He was telling me about it. As the field of explosives going off behind him, it wasn't actually collapsing like it does in that movie. Spoiler alert. Um, but uh, but it's pretty cool. So uh, there you go. But wait, Brian, I don't, but wait a second. Heinz Ward yes. had a body double. Yeah. He's an actual football player. Why right. would he need a body double for football scenes? Because he didn't want to run 100 yards. I don't know. Well, he He's an old. actor. And there, and there are, and there are <laughs> explosives going off. That should have been they a wonder. football movie. Dark Knight Rises. Yep. That could have been. There's a football scene right in the middle. But of it's that. not part of the overall plot. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Black tie. Get into it already. No, before we do that, though, how Don't about we do know it? me? Wait, hold on. Hold on. We, you did say we have Jared Allen, the Vikings Jared right. Allen coming up. And we also have Chris Kluby, who was 
formerly of the Vikings, now with the Raiders. Right. So let's do a little Twitter battle, guys. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a Follow the tweeter, our hot new game that we do here. I like that. That's a good idea. Alan Congrats. V. Cluey. By the way, yep. congratulations to whichever one of our tweeters suggested doing this game. Because you're doing great. <laughs> All right. Do you have any music for us? Uh, not yet. Still waiting on uh, music <laughs> recommendations for this. Still right. dressing up the segment. All but right. So. Chris Cluey or Jared Allen? Who, who has, has more followers? Twitter followers? We'll start with Adam Rank. Chris Cluey, because he's one of the more active players on Twitter. He... He reaches, I believe, different audiences uh-huh. with his uh, World of Warcraft stuff, with his uh, highbrow intelligence and the tweets that he sends out. So I would imagine oh, that people he... on Twitter love that. If there's one thing that if people love on the Internet, it's intelligence. They do. <laughs> they love to be informed. You're when they an make... idiot. I get a lot of Y-O-U-R, an idiot, for not uh, for, <laughs> with, with this divisional Pro Bowl thing. Oh, the, the number of emails that I got from people. You had blank in over blank. You're Y-O-U-R, an idiot. All right. Thank you for your uh, for your uh, uh, bon mot there. Anyway, I'm sorry, Rank. Continue. So you're going Cluey. Cluey. Handsome Hank. I'm going to say Cluey as well for the same reason I, I enjoy um, Cluey's look on the world basically his mm-hmm. take on the world and the fact that he's not uh, like other football players Cecily I will go clue I actually had a back and forth with him on Twitter about a year and a half ago but it, like All ranks of you guys. Uh, that probably added to his no uh, he, sw- if I'd known yeah. that then I yeah he had a swarm of new followers numbers. coming after that but yeah. it was as rank points out it had nothing to do with football it was about classic comic book illustrations that were outrageous, like really poorly drawn scenes from old comic books. Mm-hmm. And he had a site with like 32 of the most, uh, you know, in strange images he had seen. And uh, I, I couldn't stop reading. It was a fascinating piece. And we went back and forth about it. And yeah, I think he's, a, he's an interesting follow. I'll, Jared Allen could surprise us here, but um, I think Cluey's got... He's got his hands in a lot of different buckets. Yeah, I, it's funny, though, because let's not uh, sleep on the not fact sure Jared Allen is among, you would say, at least for the non-QBs, among the bigger stars and definitely among defensive players would probably be, what, in the top three or five biggest stars in the NFL? Is that a fair thing to say? Maybe, eh, maybe that's a yeah. stretch. But Cluey, who's a punter, and I can't imagine any punters have much of a following, the social media thing, just to be different. He is, you know, he's very social media savvy, and it's computer-based. He loves the video games and yep. all that kind of stuff. I'm going to go Jared Allen just so I can win. All <laughs> right. Uh, I love the I love the deliberation. Good stuff. Good analysis. Really quick, though. The word your, Y-O-U-R, is such an ISO for some reason. Like, it's the one word you notice that's, you know, when it's grammatically incorrect. Well, it's ironic, too, is when people call you an idiot or yeah. a moron or anything <laughs> Just else. Just pointing that they, out, because I see a lot a of people pointing that out. Right. A lot of people pointing out that, hey, you misspelled that, you idiot. Either way, moving on. So, Chris Glover or Jared Allen? At Jared Allen 69 or at Chris Warcraft? Turns out, guys, I love Cluey. He's, you know, he's, he's vocal. He's out there, but he's still a punter. So, he comes in just short as 176,000. Wow, Jared Allen's at two hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah, you're like a savant really good at, this. at this game. You I'm are great outstanding. At this. You what know, I, I've always believed that 
everyone has one talent that maybe goes undiscovered. It could uh-huh. be that Mark Sessa is the greatest cellist of all time. Adam Rank might be better at backgammon than everyone in the world, but neither <laughs> of them will ever find out because they don't do it. This is you. This <laughs> no, is no, no, no. Finally, I appreciate, I appreciate that. something you can do well. I do many things well. Connect Four, I'm, I'm unparalleled as far as I know. In the, Not, in like this, Not like this, Not like this. This is, a this real is incredible. Skill. This is a rare talent. I'm a great urban walker. I can, I can, I used to regularly in mm-hmm. when I was living on the north side of Chicago from my apartment, which was about sixteen uh, city blocks from Wrigley Field. I could walk out the door, walk to Wrigley Field on game day, mind you, when there's a lot of foot traffic, a lot of cars around. I could not break stride. I could get there without breaking stride. Imagine that. Think about how tough that wow. is. I could walk. And not ever stop at a don't walk sign. Oh, there are people walking slow. Oh, they're sightseeing, whatever. Nope. Damashek could How'd make it the whole How did you deal with uh, human traffic? How did you maneuver around that? Hey, any way I had to, fella. That's what that was. That's yeah. my answer. I did just you, did uh, it. So did you rock headphones? Any music during your walks? So you just... Sometimes. Yeah, okay. sometimes old school, too, because that was in a day when you didn't have your iPad or whatever. You're, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, well, that's not what people used you're to a, listen to. You're music. an impressive <laughs> figure, unquestionably. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's and, and, and lastly, of but course. But through cities. Did you, did you text and walk at the same time? <laughs> I just told you. I wasn't. Well, they, there was no such thing as texting uh, when I was living in Chicago. That was back in, like, 63, I think, or something like that when I was walking around Chicago. Um, and then also I'm great on the remote control. I got, you know, I'm really in the top 10 or so people I've ever known on remote controls. All right, but now that, start the block. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, how many, I, I imagine you probably do more, how many NFL players do you actually, I know you don't follow a lot of people on Twitter. Mm. Are there any actual NFL players you do follow? I don't think so. Maybe Hawk, A.J. Hawk. A.J. Hawk, yeah. Me, it, it's Hawk and Cluey, and those are the only two. Um. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think uh, very many. But besides that, yeah, it's because it's too much. Too many updates. People yeah. misuse Twitter. <laughs> All they do is ever write updates, and they also respond to people without, and you don't know what they're talking about. Thanks. You get a lot of that. Hey, what's going on today? Like, I don't. I don't. That's, that's a whole different topic about the the yeah. misuse of Twitter. I've, trust right. me, I've, I've studied this. We'll talk about it later. All right, get into yeah, the blacklist. Moving on, moving here. On. We have stuff to do. Well, you know, you, this you know is what from a guy, by the way, who last night I just got to give you this. Black tie so, tweets out. I hope my Achilles survives tonight. Um, I'm, I'm about to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that wasn't also, the whole tweet. That wasn't the whole that tweet. That was, was the whole tweet. It was like it was my first time wearing low top shoes. I just got a new oh, pair yeah. of low oh, top well, good. basketball shoes. Good so that you shared that, that with your little corner of the Do world. Do you think like, anyone actually cares? Well, yeah, some people might. I mean, it's like, hey, playing in low tops. Like, you know, I got some responses about, hey, you know, playing low, low tops actually is better for you and your ankles. So it's it's helpful. I replied. With I, was, a, I replied with an NFL player response, which was prayers up. It's <laughs> it's great it's great to uh, to uh, as a as a base standard to sort of ask yourself would anyone in my family even care about this and no one would uh, no one in your family cares about that I, I, the, there are a few there are a few nobody cares tweets that you just you just let go regardless you right, know what I mean I care now do it Black Tie start we this have about blacklist minutes, already we have about twelve minutes go here then. Jared Allen calls in so let's let's, let's start it off guys. The Blacklist. All right, guys, first up on the Blacklist. <laughs> it's been a fun summer. Well, somewhat. It's kind of dwindling down now in terms of sports. But in the past month or so, a lot of interesting stories. Aaron Hernandez. Well, not interesting. That's actually pretty sad. And, uh, you know. 
Could be both. Ugly. This um, is a terrific setup. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have Puig Mania. You're still Puig taking over the MLB. Uh, we have all sorts of stories. So what's what has been the best or the worst or most intriguing story of the summer to you and why? Uh, well, for me, that's pretty easy. It's the uh, the rise of the Pittsburgh Pirates, the third straight summer in which they appear to be contenders. I hope this is the time that uh, the third time's the charm. In fact, it's been 20 years since they've been a winner. They seem legit. They seem to have good pitching. It's that. It's uh, it's easy peasy for me. I love the, what the, what the Buckos are doing. I hope they can continue this. And it li- to me, people say, "Are you nervous that they're going to fall apart?" Listen, all I want is eighty two and eighty. Everybody else What'd talking about s- postseason this and that. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know what they need to do is to not have a losing record for once in two decades. Rank, how say you? I like Puig. I think that's uh, even though he plays for the hated Dodgers. I feel that watching this guy rise up. Uh, playing how how well he's playing. I know we saw it last year. Mike Trout was doing a similar thing with the Angels. So for Southern California, even though both of our baseball teams when we're, at the time of this recording are 43 and 45, so both teams are a game below 500, we still have two of the brightest stars in uh, Major League Baseball on our respective teams, and I think it'll be fun for the uh, next come, uh, next next decade at least. I tweeted this um, earlier in the week. This nonsense, this as the baseball all-star game approaches, this thing about, well, Puig, he hasn't played enough games, oh, and yeah. we don't know if he should be in the all-star game, our, our, uh, our special night. And this is why people don't like you, baseball. This is yep. why you're exactly. so stuffy and self-serious and all. Listen, he's the most exciting thing this season. He belongs in the all-star game, period. Done and done. And by the way, I, I, I would still go Mike Trout one if I were starting a team. Oh, yes. Well, not necessarily. I mean, he is a five-tool player, Puig. But, but then I go Puig. Two. No, I go Puig two, and then I go Bryce. Uh, Bryce three. I think that's, that's interesting. Oh yeah, that's interesting. It's a fun list. Somebody asked me that uh, yesterday. I did. That was me. Oh, good for you. Wow. Black type too. <laughs> probably, somehow that, I probably took it from Twitter somehow, though. Somehow that didn't come it's up. Probably a Twitter in your question. question. All yeah. right, handsome Hank. I'll say you. Um, I'm going to go with something from the UK. Actually, the uh, the exciting news um, from Sunday that um, Andy Murray, mm-hmm. a Scottish hero and now a British hero, is uh, is the Wimbledon champion, ending a drought of 77 years apparently without a men's Wimbledon tennis champion. It was very exciting. I turned it on just in time. I tur- right. I, I just so happened to flip on the TV. As he was, as that last game was starting, and right. it was compelling stuff, and and uh, you know things went up and down just in the course of, mm-hmm. of that whatever it was, ten or fifteen minutes, fascinating and fun and exciting and all that kind of thing. But I don't understand though. If he's Scottish, how is it that you can embrace him as your own? He's not. It's not the first the, the first Englishman to win the to win Wimbledon. No, right. he's Scottish. Well, here's what happened. I mean, it's interesting. It's a great question, Dave, and it's one that I've been asked by and many. And Henry's not many British, apparently. So, I mean, no, I am. I'm <laughs> British and English. You see, Great Britain and the United Kingdom are a you know all these nations together: England, Scotland, Wales. Northern I know, Ireland. but I thought that so was like North America that. kind. Of. But I know it's not well, a continent, <laughs> but it's but it seems like they're so not the same. Would you be happy for somebody if some uh, U.S. Olympian who is perhaps from Texas? Won a gold medal. That's you not the still, same. You'd That's still not be the happy. same. Here's why. Because in the Olympics, for okay, and this is only track and field athletics, whatever you want to call it. But that is that the they they compete as Great Britain rather than England. Right. So there are some sports where we're all lumped in together. And look, here's what it comes down to, Dave. And I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm I know exactly what you're going to say. You. I hope you're going to pull back the curtain. We're desperate. For <laughs> <a chance. laughs> That's right. That's what it comes down to. And so you know, England. 
England is still 77 years removed from their Wimbledon champion. But there was a gentleman called Tim Henman, who was a tennis player who for years kind of teased that he might get into the Wimbledon final and um, maybe even win it. Didn't really get close, didn't have the metal to do it. Andy Murray managed to get it done, so everyone's claiming him as their own. I don't think there's, there's no secret there. There's um, no dignity. I saw Braveheart. What was that? That was only like 15 centuries ago. Right. Oh. Exactly. Now all of a sudden you love them? Now you love the Scots? Tony Blair Scottish. I don't get it. I don't That's understand right. the operation there. It feels to me like not like rooting for someone from Texas, but rooting for someone from Canada, which, in fact, I what did when Sidney Crosby scored the overtime winner against the USA to win the gold medal. I felt some glee in my heart because <laughs> he plays for my favorite hockey team. So I'm a hypocrite. All right, Sessler, how say you? Sports story of the summer for me. I think living here in uh, L.A., it's been I, – I haven't watched baseball since, like, 1996, so I don't even know that guy you're talking about. But you cannot miss driving around town, the drama surrounding the Lakers. And mm. I love the play-by-play of this franchise's meltdown this summer. And just this entitled fan base that has never known losing for the oh, most for- part. Oh, give me a break. How, How many- do you think that we got Andrew Bynum? Because well, we were a lottery team. I understand there maybe have been a few hiccups in between your championship runs. But it's just been enjoyable to watch the drama, the chaos, and a fan base that's never known ill starting to really mm-hmm. see uh, the ground swell and open up. You were, I, I you couldn't were, agree more. The oh, delusion fuck. of, uh, as, as I have said many times on this show, <laughs> the, as a sports fan, if you are a grown-up, you are required to delude yourself on some level because uh, to, to expect guys that are from all over the U.S. and, in fact, the world that play in your city and wear your team's uniform care as much about the history of your team and the legacy that they're going to leave behind is laughable. Of course, you if you're born and raised in, let's say, Pittsburgh, you care more about the Steelers than a guy who got drafted uh, three months ago. Now, that being said, the delusion of the Lakers uh, and their fans is off the charts. This thing about good riddance, Dwight Howard, he was a coward. He didn't have what it took to be a Laker. <laughs> like, what? It's all true. Yeah. Hey, first of all, good for you, Lakers. Now all you have left behind is the all-time creep of stars in Kobe Bryant. Oh. He's a, <laughs> good, good for you. I'm glad you still have that guy. You may or may not kick uh, the cuckoo uh, Ron Artest slash world peace uh, Likely to, to the be curb. Amnestied, apparently. But... Pa- uh, Pal Gasol is soft and... And uh, and and this notion that uh, he, by the way, is good friends with Kobe is is also ridiculous. Too. That totally Kobe crazy. that Kobe has now embraced Pal. It's you and me now, Pal. Yeah, after he rips him on, he and rips on. him up every chance he gets, and then Pal. Steve Nash is decrepit, and so on. I mean, listen, it's a ridiculous situation, and I agree with you, Sessler. It amuses me to no end. Yes. All right. Next question. Black yeah, that that whole thing is just a joke. But moving. I want to anyway. talk more about that as uh, as uh, the, in the coming days, but. Uh, to uh, to keep it going here. All right, really quick, we do it like once again. We have Jared Allen coming on in about five minutes. And they had a big run last year. Do you see that happening again, or how do you see NFC North shaping up this year? Handsome Hank, I'm going to start this one with you. Uh, I like the Packers to win that division. Sure. Um, I like the Bears. I think that they. I think you know every year they promise. A, they promise a lot. I think um, I'm interested in seeing what happens with Mark Trestman. Um, he could turn around Jay Cutler and make him the you know get him over the hump a little bit more than he was last year. Although let's face it, he did a great job with Brandon Marshall. And won't he get credit? It'll be interesting. Tressman will get some some credit that is undeserved if because they have also finally 
gotten some pieces on that offensive line right. that should upgrade it considerably, exactly. and that's what everybody and points to as the ongoing flaw of that exactly. team. So, yeah. Exactly. But, that, I mean, it, it's, it's impossible to separate uh, the Vikings' fortunes from how Christian Ponder turns out this season. This is a, a must-prove-it must year for him. Will we see year Matt three. Castle? Uh, it's, it's perfectly possible, yeah. I don't think we I, – I mean, personally, I don't think we will do to start with, but – uh, let's say six weeks in, uh, you, I wouldn't be surprised to see Castle there. I'm going to turn now to Mark Sessler. Really quick, just oh. breaking news just re- in relation to NFC North. Matt Stafford apparently on the verge of signing a new contract, multi-year contract, so whatever that's worth. All right. Breaking news. All right, fair enough. Yeah, well, on the, right I mean, on the Stafford front, it's like you have to say that in that division, Ponder is – easily the fourth best quarterback and so it's hard to say oh the Vikings hmm. are going to go back to the playoffs I think a lot of things went right for them last season I I go Packers because of the way that they attacked um, their weakness on offense they shored up that running back situation they've got two rookies who I think could be very interesting they'll be a bit of a different offense this season their defense improved a lot last year but the Bears are my sneaky pick to uh, surprise a lot of people because I think Tressman is actually was a Wonderful hire in my book. I love the hire. Here's the thing. Yeah, I agree. I, I like that. But you know, I'll say this about um, about the Packers, and nobody loves Aaron Rodgers objectively more. I have no rooting interest for him, but I admire his skills. Obviously, if you've listened to this podcast, you know I say that he will retire as the all time greatest quarterback. But look at that Packers schedule this year, and I know that there are a lot. There's a lot of crossover. All the teams in the division are going to play similar schedules, but theirs in particular, the way it stacks up, the consecutive games that they have to play, the rugged matchups they have week after week are really brutal. I do like the way they've quietly sort of addressed that secondary over the last couple of years, and it seems like a position of strength now. They have good, young cover corners there, and that now with a running game. The thing is, I don't think Greg Jennings matters that much to the Vikings. I think Greg Jennings is a nice upgrade for the Vikings, but this thing, this rhetoric about, like, well, the the Packers have some of the best receivers in football. Do they? Are we sure? Or is it Aaron Rodgers that makes them so dynamite? Is James Jones good if he leaves the Packers? Is Greg Jennings going to be good for the Vikings? Everybody has this talk about that the Vikings are going to be that one-year blip, the Adrian Peterson thing, and now they're going to fall back. They have addressed those that receiver position, though. Ponder, year three, it all comes down to that. I say they don't make the playoffs. Rank house safety. But we're trying to make a case for them, right? Yeah, Something, I'm trying to. I trying, can't talk myself okay. into it because the they, Packers are good and the Bears should be should have a dyn I have a dynamic offense. They have they won their last four games to close out the regular season. Going up, they beat the Bears, they beat the Packers, they beat the Texans mm-hmm. while well, this team they mm-hmm. beat the St. Louis FC, a team that you're very fond of. Christian Ponder getting it done, and I watching that game against the Packers in the playoffs, Christian Ponder gets hurt. Joe Webb it, 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 I don't know that it makes a case for Christian Ponder, but you actually had a little bit more appreciation for him. Where you're like, oh, I guess I guess he wasn't as bad as you think. And then you have to realize Percy Harbin played in just eight games, or started just eight games, played in only nine. And they take or, off after he gets hurt. Yeah, yeah. you know what? And, and Greg Jennings, if he's serviceable, and then they got they did well in the draft, they got those three young studs in the draft, I think they're a, they're a playoff team. Who, in a way, got better. And Kyle Rudolph. So they have a lot of pass catchers there with Corderell Patterson as well. Yeah, it's interesting. I think at, at well, I mean, the the best case scenario for them, I would say, is uh, is second place in that division. And I think that uh, the last place team is the Lions. But I'll still go Packers one, probably the Bears yeah. too. I think it's, one uh, note it's on the Packers real quick. They do have a tough schedule. I, that coaching staff's been together for a real long time. 
And McCarthy has already shown that he can take them through highs and lows. I mean, I just don't question them, their ability to kind of hang tough till the end of the year. Um, all right. Yes, Black Tie. One more note about the Lions. Our very own supplemental draft guru, Handsome oh. Hack here, has Dwayne Peace, from wide receiver from Houston, going to the Lions in the seventh round of a supplemental draft. That could be another added weapon to the recently oh, signed. It's one of my favorite Stafford. pieces at NFL.com. It is the it's Handsome Hank supplemental mock draft. Yeah, I just released that, Dave. Um, yeah. I've done a lot of work scouting those players. You know, Mel Kuyper and Daniel Jeremiah, Mike Mayo. That's they, their they thing. Own, they own April. I'm, yeah. I'm the July guy. It's just, <laughs> just, a bunch of, just a bunch of white noise at this point. Right. They're all just a bunch of who knows who's saying what. Right. Handsome Hank has cornered the market on this uh, supplemental. Yeah, look for the Clear look voice. for the Lions to uh, to pass on passing and and take uh, Dwayne Peace. Yeah, I notice I notice that there's a lot of passing. Uh, actually, every team apart from them well, passes thirty or seven times. That suits. they pass six times. And <laughs> here in the 21st century, it's a passing league, so it makes perfect sense. There's a trade in there as well. Trade. Take oh. forfeited as well. <laughs> I can't. Don't don't uh, don't, don't completely give it, don't give it spoil. You're the one who hates spoiler alerts. Oh, it's already, it's already out. It's on the homepage of NFL.com. Last year it was on the DFP blog, but now it's it, it's even made, it's everywhere. Made now. the it's big mainstream. time. Yeah, it's right. prime time. Hey, muzzle tough to you, handsome Hank, on that and the weird thing of you rooting for a Scottish guy to do something, <laughs> and now it's uh, it's to in honor of. Great Britain, which, again, I saw Braveheart, and Scotland didn't like Great Britain. So why would they be happy now? They didn't like England. Yeah. They did like Great Britain. Oh, please. I don't understand what that you, distinction You sound like is. a guy that has sourced your Great Britain knowledge from Wikipedia like two weeks ago. <laughs> I gave us this geopolitical <laughs> drop-down, but I'm Again, believing my Tuscaloosa less Tuscaloosa roots being, I, uh, being exposed. Yeah, you are from somewhere within yeah. our country. All right, well, listen. we got to make sure we ask Jared Allen his opinion on this. I have a feeling that he will vote uh, that the Vikings have a good chance of winning the NFC North. That's my prediction here and now. All right, Black Tie, until, uh, until we get Jared Allen on the phone... Why don't you uh, press on with the blacklist? Colin Kaepernick had a little situation this past uh, July 4th weekend wearing mm-hmm. a Miami Dolphins cap, which mm-hmm. I'm sure Hank is uh, pretty happy about. He then responded to wearing said cap by saying, hey, guys, it's just a cap. I don't like that. I don't like when people – I don't like when players – how many times have I talked about this? I know it makes me petulant and everything else. And like I say, you know, delusional that, that these guys should care – the way I do. But, I mean, this is one of those things. You can't wear. Remember LeBron James got heat for wearing a Yankees hat? That was that was an outrage in Cleveland, and that was a different sport. You can't wear the – you can't wear colors. You can't wear the, the logo of some other NFL team. I don't think that's out of bounds to, to say that. And I don't like the too cool for school mentality that here's – how, here's how the cool guys beat down we nerds. Is by saying like, why do you care about that? I'm mean, that's important. Are you serious? So grow be, up, all right. You know, li- listen. That's how yeah. Colin Kaepernick said so it. Fair, too. Grow did. up. That's how he said it. To <laughs> <laughs> so, so be fair, he did right his wrong or try writing his wrong today with a you know new picture with I don't him care. in a too little golden too state of mind outfit, hat, and everything. Oh, people too like little. people. And then when I just did my impression of Colin Kaepernick, that reminded me there have been many requests out there for more bang. I don't do a Joker. I'm trying to think. Can I do other Batman uh, 
you know, can you foes. just do Batman straight up Batman? I mean, he. I he, don't like how Batman, how Christian Bale's Batman talks with that gravel thing. What is what's that nonsense? What, if they had explained that he's altering his voice in the first one, then I could buy it a little bit more. But there, but we're just to assume that he has a different voice or that he's using something to throw his voice off, so nobody knows who he is. Hokey, I don't like that. Like. You're supposed to do this, and the bad, the Gotham deserves more. Gotham deserves justice, not evil at the head of the whatever it is. <laughs> so it's a stupid impression. Now Bane sounds like this. Art. <laughs> then you have my permission to die. That's how he sounds. What's a, what, which good. one do you want to hear me do? I, I like them both. I think a conversation between the two of them would be interesting. I came out of that hole, and how did you get out of that hole? But I never escaped from that hole. That wasn't me. <laughs> but then who are you? I don't know what that is. I can't, I can't do it. Compelling. I can't do it. Uh, yeah. Oh, look. It was a telephone ring. Same just yeah. in time. Saved by the bell. Yeah. Now you have my permission to leave Studio 66. Good. Well, that was uh, that started to get weird right at the end. Yeah, it did, a little really bit did. too much. But, yeah. uh, but thank you very much for having me. Anyway, Thank dude. you. This was fun. Goodbye. And now let's say hello to the superstar defensive end of the Minnesota Vikings. He's also doing some good work with uh, professional bull riders uh, to uh, to bring home wounded warriors. It's Jared Allen. What's the poop, fella? No much. How you going? Well, can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, how's your summer going, man? Uh, not too bad. Just uh, rehabbing my shoulder. Uh, you know, it's all ready to rock and roll. Just kind of getting ready for... Uh for training camp and then doing a lot of work with my foundation and uh, like you mentioned we uh we just teamed up with the uh the pbr and uh you know it's just trying to raise money to to build homes and remodel them to make them handicap accessible for our wounded vets well a fantastic cause certainly and uh and good for you for doing that and i see a lot and, and it's interesting that you're doing something that involves bulls because whenever i see video of you that it, off of the football field, you're throwing spears at animals and uh, and doing all sorts of cuckoo kind of hunting stuff. What gives, man? What what what, what do you do? You like? I, I was wondering, do you wrestle bears or anything like that? No, 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 no. Obviously, uh, I think I think they might win. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I just I've always enjoyed hunting. I grew up in, uh, on a horse ranch, and I grew up in the outdoors. My grandfather, my you know, my dad, everybody just had appreciation of the outdoors. And then you know, the, my a lot of my family was in the military, so having that appreciation of the military mm-hmm. is kind of that those two paths kind of crossed. I got into uh, a little stock contracting uh, with the PBR, and uh, you know, a, an opportunity opened up to talk with them about you know partnering up with my foundation and, and helping bring awareness and helping raise money and. Um, you know the the, the two uh, the, the two paths kind of lined up, and uh, it's it's been a great uh, great partnership, and I, and I foresee it, you know, you know, being great for both sides. Yeah, but I mean, the reason I ask about the bear specifically is because I was thinking when you because you you wrangle with animals out in the wild, I was wondering, have you ever looked at the thirty two teams, the names of the teams, and considered how many Jared <laughs> Allen could defeat in a fight? I mean, like, so bear, you say you think a bear would win. I think you would beat a raven, for instance. Yeah, I think you depend, could be Depending on, you know, I, it's all depending on the age of the bear and, and what element are we in. You know, I hmm. have this argument with my, my agent all the time. I said, you know, if maybe like a 100-pound black bear, I have a chance minus heat. But we have to have, we have to have like, equal, you know, things. He can't have 
claws if I if I don't get claws. You know, mm. if I don't get to like tape knives uh-huh. in my hands, then he can't have claws. You know, so no I really weapons. think it depends on what element you're in. Now, if I if I have to fly, the raven obviously wins. Well, oh, but, yeah. I, but, but no, yeah, no, 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 like no, a, no. It's like a shark. It's like a shark in and out of the water. You know, who's who's on the who's on the home field? Who's like who's uh well, you know, I, who's traveling for this fight? I still think the dolphin beats you out of the water. <laughs> wow, that's an indictment of Jared <laughs> no, Allen. But they're just so wily. Well, he's also slippery, so that would be one element. <laughs> yeah. the, dol- the the dolphin would be hard to to, to grab onto. But like, yeah, I feel like I, have an, I feel like I have an advantage over a lot of animals because of my opposable thumbs. Ah, that's very true. Well, what about what about let's, the? Let's te- not forget about this. Could you beat? Let's say. What about the Texans logo? Can he? he I think he could beat up a, a Texan. Texan? But yeah. it, but they have the bull. They have the steer. What, what's he going after in that fight? An actual Texan? No, it's a Texan. The mascot is a Texan. It's a resident of the state of Texas. It's a bull. No, no, no. We're not talking about the mascot. We're talking about the team name is what we're talking about. Now, I'll say this for you, Jared Allen. I don't think, I mean, I'm looking at the list now of teams. Could you beat, I think you could beat a Jaguar. They're not Uh, that big. You know, again. Again, I mean, are we are we talking daytime, nighttime? Are we we hopping on the trees? I don't I don't know. Hmm. I would say the middle of a, of a of a wrestling. We, do I do I get do I get to get the jaguar out of the rainforest? Yeah, mm-hmm. let's say let's say it, it takes place. The surprise is gone. If it's, <laughs> if it's in the open, you have to look me eye to eye. I think I got a chance. What about then? We'll just say it takes place in Thunderdome. That's it. We throw you into the ring. And right, and but I am going to allow the weapons. We can't say you can't you, you don't get your weapon. I mean, let's say, look, a cowboy. We can expect he has a six shooter on oh, his hip. That's why it. Get that? right, we'll see, now, now, now we're talking. And mm-hmm. I think if we go to Thunderdome, I have experience of, of performing in front of crowds. Mm-hmm. Where animals mm-hmm. tend to tense up and get afraid of crowds, so therefore I got the upper hand. Good point. This wow. is an inter- All right, I'm going to break point. this down, and I'm going to send you the results. <laughs> I'm going to go through it. Right now, just giving it an eyeball test, I'm going to say you can beat roughly half of all the mascots. You can't beat a Titan, Man. though. The Titan is, I assume, is a god. You know, it's like some mythical god who can throw lightning bolts, and he's well, immortal, so you have no chance. Well, I'm sorry. That, that, and we all saw, remember the Titans, and they were undefeated. So, therefore, mm-hmm. if it does anything, Titans typically become undefeated. Um, all right, let's talk about football. Oh, and one one last one though. Can you could you beat a Viking? Oh, you know what? It, I guess it, it all it all depends. You know, do I catch them early in the morning, like after a late night of uh, carousing? Like fresh <laughs> off the ship? I, I don't know. You know, again, it, it's all about the angle of attack. <laughs> I think it'd be a good fight, though. I'd like to well, think that has, you both went on a twister to, the night before to get ready for the big fight. There you go. He has to use, but he has to use his battle axe and shield, and I get to use a gun. See, there you go. <laughs> you, have the weapon, you have to use the weapons of your time. What is <laughs> the weapon of your choice? No, he throws the spear at the animals. That's the one you got to use now. That's yeah. your weapon. That's what yeah. we know you to use. What about that? Uh, yeah, I got length. I have length over the uh, the axe. Works that well. <laughs> well, we also saw that Rex Rex Ryan, or excuse me, Rex Ryan went after the Bulls in Spain. Is that anything that you'd ever contemplate? Oh, I already ran, I ran with the Bulls in 2007. Oh, you did done that. Did wow! You, did you see the video yeah, of him was, jumping over the fence? Did. How, how did you do it? How did, did you compare? I uh, I made it all the way into the arena. Did you so, really? Yeah, you was, you didn't jump oh, out yeah, like he did. No, I was side by side with them and. Uh, so we started right after Hamburger Corner. Hamburger Corner is like the big kind of double switchback. 
that they have, right, where, where people, bulls fall down, people get typically mangled. We started right after that, had a nice little straightaway run, was running right next to the old bulls there, saw some little uh, dude trip up and, and just get meleeed by a couple bulls. And, you know, my, my theory was, I told my buddies that I was with, I said, as soon as we, like, as soon as we start running, like, I'm not waiting for you guys. I already knew I was faster than, you know, the old man. I don't have to run the bull. I just got to outrun one of my buddies, right? So I just made sure... I made sure there was always somebody behind me, and uh, yeah, made it, made, it into the, made it into the narrowing of the, of the uh, stadium. Got into the stadium and watched. Uh, then they let like six. Then what they do is they let they, after they get the big bulls back into the uh, corral back behind the stadium because they they've come off of the bullfight later that night. They got they let out like six little bulls one at a time, and uh, they got their horns taped up, and people can try to you know touch them and, and do some amateur bullfighting and. You know, I, I did. I weighed the pros and cons and figured I was probably better off on the outside of that ring. Uh, <laughs> I watched some people just get mailing. It was awesome. <laughs> I love. I love this message though for Leslie Frazier and all uh, young Vikings fans out there. <laughs> hey, uh, when it gets going, when it when when it really gets hot, run away. And make sure there's uh, someone else to get uh, run over instead of me. <laughs> it's a powerful. You, know you got to you got you got to wait for the times and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, as much as I wanted all the bulls, you gotta be smart about it, right? I was, yes. uh, I was going into a contract here. <laughs> I I hail you, sir. I, I appreciate your honesty. Now let's talk about the Vikings and be honest too, because we don't like jive talk here on the show. And the but we were just talking about it before you joined us. The Minnesota Vikings in 2013, I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you haven't already heard, that a lot of people sort of say about the Vikings, this is one of those one-year things. It was a great season with Adrian Peterson. But all right, they're in a division with the Packers and the Bears. Come on, they can't win it again. Make a case for why the Vikings are going to be contenders again this year. Well, I think for the simple fact that we have a guy like Adrian Peterson, you know, uh, you know, in, in this league, you know, everybody wants to say it's about the quarterback, it's about the passing, you know, because everybody passes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I still believe there's a, there's a, there's room for old school football where you where you can run the ball and you can control the clock, and especially late in the season when you can wear teams down, you know. Yeah, you know, we need consistent play out of, out of you know out of out of our quarterback position. We need to be able to throw the ball to open up the passing game for. Uh, AD, but to have that consistency, to be able to have a guy that you know can put a hundred on you, and, and maybe two hundred the way he ran last year on even getting Sunday. I mean, now you're kind of their their game plan, the opposing team's game plan. They have to they have to defend both. And uh, you know, when we play the Packers, we pretty much know that they're going to be one dimensional. And as hard as it is to stop Aaron Rodgers in that receiving court, I mean, that's at least you can game plan for it. You know, and I think now that we got Greg Jennings, and you look at even Kyle Rudolph had. Um, and if our young guys are anything what they look like in camp, then, you know, we're, we're going to be dual threat offensively and defensively, you know, we kind of pride ourselves on playing defense around here. We got to be more consistent, but you know, that, that's what I think gives us a great shot is the fact that, um, you know, we do have a dual threat, you know, run pass game and, uh, and, and if, you know, if Adrian gets hot, I mean, you know, it's hard, it's hard to win when guys are rushing for 200. Well, I, and you know, like you say, it is. It, it really is going to be a rugged division again this year. I think probably the the fourth place team is is the Lions, just because of that defense. But even they obviously have some uh, some nifty pieces there. But you talk about old school football. This is something I bellyache about a lot. Shouldn't all the NFC North teams play outside? Enough with these domes. <laughs> yeah, you know what. Uh... 
I don't, have you ever, have you ever been up here in the uh, in the frozen tundra in the middle of December? I'm it, from cold. Pittsburgh. I've, I've never, sat I've out in Three River Stadium in January before. Uh, I know how cold it could be. Listen, I remember I played in the cold in Kansas City. I played outdoors, and I remember some games against Denver where like the ice, you know, formed up to like a two yard line. And even that game we played at TCF Bank when the dome collapsed. I mean, oh right, right, right. They got, they got, they got within the five yard line. I mean, that thing was just solid ice. They, they could, <laughs> I mean, a Pop Warner team could have scored on us right there. Uh, but no, you know what? It's, I, I do love playing outside. I love playing on grass. But I got to admit, my bones really do love the, uh, <laughs> love the dome. <laughs> I've been playing that freezing cold like four times a year. Well, Rank here is a, grew up a Rams fan. When they would travel up there from L.A. in January for a playoff game, that's what you call a home field advantage, fella. Well, absolutely. But at the end of the day, you know, I remember when we played, you know, Coach tried to open up the uh, our practice facility so we could get used to the cold before we played the playoff game, right? And that obviously didn't help. We got smoked still. But the bottom line is it comes down to the games are going to get played one way or the other. Doesn't matter how cold it is or how hot it is, the game's going to get played. And if, if mentally you can't prepare for that, then you probably uh, need to be in a different business. But you know, I, I guess there's some advantage. Although you know, the, the home team has to play in the same weather, and uh, so you know, if it was up to me, I think everything would be outdoors on the grass. But you know, a part of me still does love uh, <laughs> the field turf and the, uh, <laughs> and the dome. <laughs> Well, the Super Bowl this year is going to be played in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Do you think it's fair? Because what if the team like the Chargers, who plays in warm... Why, well, that's the, not going to happen. Well, it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Chargers. But why is it fair for a team like that to have to go and play outdoors in February in New York or New Jersey? Yeah, you know what? I think, I think elements, again, it's, it's a mental thing. Because, I mean, physically, it's not, it's not going to affect... I mean, both, if both teams have to face the same elements, then physically, right, you, you guys should both be, you know facing the same challenges or or same advantages. Like, you know, people talk about, oh, what's the advantage of playing the dome? Well, the other, it's faster. Well, the other team's just as fast, you know, because it's the surface is the same for everybody. So, you know, if you get you get to the Super Bowl two weeks ahead of time, you got time to practice, you got time to, you know, mentally adjust, and it's the Super Bowl. If you're focused on the weather and how cold it is, and you're not focused on, you know, the, the biggest game of your life, then, you know, you probably don't deserve to be there. Yeah, and by the way, Rank, Big Ten teams and teams like Pittsburgh Steelers, they go play in Super Bowls and in bowl games down yes. in the heat of Florida. So the, oh, the what do you mean? What, Florida. Well, I'm just telling you, that's a big difference. Anyway, listen, Jared Allen, one last question for you is this. If you, because you are, like a, like we say, you're an outdoorsman as well as a football player, and you have the length going for you, you have all these, uh, these skills, you're fast. What is the sport? What would be the one thing you would do if it were not a football player, what would be the other position you would want to play in sports? Not football. Oh, baseball. I mean, come on. No, no, no. I'm not asking that. generic. You I'm talking bring, pick your you team. Bring, you get to bring your golf clubs on the road. You know what? I've been a... Uh... I've been a huge fan of like boxing and MMA for for a while, and I've been Ooh. training MMA, you know, uh, just to prepare to help myself get ready for football, doing cross training there. So, I would probably go that route, or if, if I didn't go that route, I'd probably be on the rodeo circuit. You know, I've always mm. always liked. Uh, I grew up raining, on a raining cut. My dad trained raining cutting horses, so I grew up on a ranch, and I grew up roping. And uh, I think bulldog and like steer wrestling would be kind of cool. Those dudes are uh, those big. I think my size. Still, 
add perfectly for that. Oh, and that's going to be great uh, prep for you. That's going to be great training for when you take on all the mascots of the NFL. That's going to be exactly. <laughs> See, and, and the key is to know how how does an animal move, right? Because mm-hmm. some animals can't move laterally. Like a, like a pig, for example, <laughs> if a boar charges you, all you got to do is step to the side. His change of, his COD is suspect at best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I'm, now you've got me looking back at the, some more mascots of who you could beat here now. You couldn't beat a jet, I don't think. A jet, I mean, that's that's pretty clear. A brown, well, again, I mean. Again, I couldn't beat a jet in the air, but what's a jet going to do to me on the ground? True enough, yeah. Could run you but over, then again, Stan. what are you going to do to the, the jet if it's on the ground? Light it on fire. Oh, he's got all the answers. Ooh, Last thing, actually, Jerry. If you spear the fuel tank, I win. <laughs> he's a savvy fella. He's a savvy he's warrior. He's thinking about this. Yeah. Um, Last thing, actually, before I let you go uh, here, is Adrian Peterson, maybe the biggest non-quarterback uh, star in the NFL. A-D-A-P, too confusing, right? Yeah. One's for Adrian Peterson and one's for all day because he runs all day. Mm-hmm. It's too confusing on my brain. It's not clear. Which Do you go AP or you did go AD, though, right? You know what? I've done both. i got to be honest. Hmm. I've, I've done both. And, um, you know, when I, when I first got there, I didn't know what AD meant. I thought people were just mispronouncing AP. Mm-hmm. But then I figured it out when he had his own shoe that said all day. Well, will you talk to him about it? Because I think we can do better. This initial thing is confusing, and I think I speak for America. Because you know it's because they sound too much alike. So, right, that's the yeah, point. I, I typically go with AP now. I guess now we could just go MVP and just you know really make it simple. Okay, do that then. Anything, just let them know. Let them know that there's some uh, some consternation out there in the uh, in the football universe about this. I'll let them know that we need to come up with a different nickname. All right, and uh, I'll let you go so that you can get training because uh, your first-round matchup, a Seahawk. Oh, a Seahawk. See, yeah. what is a Seahawk? Is it like is it, is it a seagull? I think or so. Is, is, I think it's a combination between a seagull and a Seahawk. See, I've never actually physically seen a Seahawk. Does he have talons or doesn't he? See, these are the questions we need to figure out. I, wait, does have – I met the Seahawk once, actually, in Seattle. It's it's not that big. I I think you'll make quick, quick work of him. He might <laughs> scratch one of your eyes, but I still think, ultimately, once you get your mitts on him, it's good night for him. Perfect. And they're scavengers, so a little, a little like, Alka-Seltzer and a piece of bread, it's over for him. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I love it. He's bringing, he's bringing bird feed to distract him. All right, listen, Jared Allen, you're a delight, and what's more, you're also a good fella. Again, the uh, professional bull riders, PBR, teaming up with Jared Allen for his uh, for his charity there, doing a, a great thing and, uh, and building up the homes for returning veterans there. And, uh, by the way, d- let us know, how, how can we uh, help you out with this? Uh, you know, people can go to homesforwoundedwarriors.com, and you can, uh, I mean, you can, we have T-shirts for sale. We got, you know, you can donate right on the site. Um, it's got a list of our, our soldiers. We actually have three homes that we're doing right now. Uh, and, and, you know, again, you know, we, we've operated a very, very, you know, low administration cost. <laughs> you know, everybody in our foundation mm-hmm. works for free pretty much. So, uh, you know, 99% percent of just about everything goes directly to the, uh, to the home. So we make a donation. You can know that it's going directly into one of these three homes that we're building right now. And, um, you know, again, that's homeforwoundedwarriors.com. We've got a list of our events that are upcoming that we've already done. You can see bios on the soldiers, um, you know, links to the PBR, links to a lot of our other partnerships. And, um, you know, again, we have, we have merchandise for selling there. We've got really cool, you know, PBR shirts that we just co-branded. We got, 
you know, our, our supporter shirts and, again, just our general information and, and why we started the foundation and uh, and where we're going in the future. So, again, homeschoolingwarriors.com, or you can uh, text 888 to, you can text warrior, I'm sorry, the word warrior to 888, and you can make a $10 nation on your cell phone. Awesome, man. Really, uh, really great stuff. And again, it's homesforwoundedwarriors.com. Jared Allen, go get him in 2013, fella. I appreciate it. Take care, guys. All right, there he Thank goes. You, sir. Very nice guy, that Jared Allen. Enjoy him. And I like, see, he's not just brawn, you understand. He's you see, he knew how to get that Seahawk out of his uh, out of his game. The Jet, I never heard. That's a great idea. Yeah, you just you like. You always assume that yeah, the Jet like that would go fight. on and win. Yeah, he could oh, defeat that goodness. thing. Hmm. Wow, fascinating stuff. All right, you well, do that now. On your blog. Listen, what's that? You should do that on your blog. You should start going through all the. Well, all the I did. I did a year ago. Maybe we should repost that. In fact, I rated who would win a fight of 1 through 32 of all the mascots, but and now how Jared Allen would do. That's Spin a great. It forward. I love that. All right, I am going to do that. Good. Now, though, rank. Yep. I throw the question to you now. Okay. Same question. What is the one position? Because I said, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Jared, who wants to wrangle with animals? That's not Ooh. the point. I want to do where he started out, baseball player, playing golf in the downtime, all this jazz. To me, I want to be a platoon player in baseball for the, like, let's say for the Pirates, or maybe the Cubs. I think the Cubs, that really gets it right. Or L.A. The Dodgers would be fun because you're out in Southern California. It's sunny, and you could live near the beach, presumably, because you'd be rich. You, you get a place in Malibu on the sand. Or in Chicago, where it would just be great fun to be spend your summer up on the north side of chicago in fact i would and not forget platoon player i'd be a relief pitcher who just gets to sit there and kibitz with the fans all day mm-hmm. you know once in a while all right i gotta get up and work for like a half hour and you're left-handed so odds yeah. are you'd be a specialist ha- i'd say half hour right more likely i'm just gonna have to work for like four minutes a day if that you know mm-hmm. like i get out oh throw to one left-handed guy whatever i win lose whatever all right i'm sitting back down that's it that's probably my choice. But I turn it to you, Rank. What's the one position? And I'm not talking. I don't want to hear right wing. I'm saying right wing for the blank. Okay. You know? I'm going to take uh, Jonathan Bernays' spot as the backup goaltender for the L.A. Kings. Nice. Because Jonathan Quick is amazing at his job. You're never going to probably be counted on to do anything. No one expects you to be no. as good as him. But you get to hang out. You get to play for the L.A. Kings, which has a, a, a very strong fan base. Not the biggest fan base, but a very strong, loyal fan base here in Southern California. In Odds fact, are, it's good because you're not if you're in if you're in Montreal, oh, it's too much. then you're going to get brutalized every time you play. In L.A., people will say, "Yeah, so we're diehard Kings fans," but not really. I mean, they're yeah. not going to you're not going to get destroyed in the press for having a bad game as the backup goalkeeper. Yeah, and odds are you will be uh, living in Manhattan Beach with mm-hmm. the rest of them. You'll be the toast of the town. Yeah, uh, it's good sport. Uh, good call. They do uh, they do well with the ladies. And, Hockey uh, players do the best with the ladies of all. The, I don't know about soccer. I've seen some of those girls that uh, they do well. The Real Madrid fellows do in Barcelona and everything. The, they do well, and so uh, yeah. So you just hang out, and uh, you'd look cool wearing a hat all the time. And uh, you go out there, you hang out, you you slap hands after the thing. That's it. That's basically they look like it. the Michelin Man. You know, with the the, yeah. the goalie pads are way too big, but they wear the ball cap. All right, look, look who's coming through the door here. He's coming into Studio 66. This is good rank. We've been anxious to yap with this guy for quite some time now. I know that uh, I speak for you when I say we're both big fans of uh, the stuff he speaks out on. 
And what's more, he's an NFL football player. Now with the Oakland Raiders, he's going to be kicking the ball for them in 2013 after many successful years doing so for the Minnesota Vikings. Now he's an author. Beautifully unique sparkle horde, uh, sparkle ponies. Chris Cluey, what's the poop, fella? Uh, not a whole lot going on. I'm excited to be here. Well, uh, it's a, like I say, welcome to Studio 66. Beautifully unique sparkle ponies. I almost said sparkle horse. Is there? Do you know the band Sparkle Horse? Do you remember them? No, I don't. But that would also be an amazing title. That's yeah, the- that's cool. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I thought that there must be somebody since you're a musician. Where to begin? And uh, you're a musician as well. And Tripping Icarus. I dig the name, although I'm intrigued by what it means. Talk about it. So the name means that we had spent about four months trying to come up with a band name. And every time we thought we had something, it was taken by some crappy band in Des Moines who were inevitably some like heavy metal band that were awful. And eventually we got to the point where it's the night before we were going to record our EP and we still didn't have a band name. And we said, we can't be that band that shows up to record and doesn't have a band name. That's pretty Bush League. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we sat down and started throwing names around, um, came up with Icarus. Okay, cool. Greek mythology. It's got sure. a good, good ring to it. Uh, tripping. Tripping Icarus. Sure. Yeah, why not? The kid flies. How do you trip him? Okay, whatever. <laughs> and then no one had it, which was the most important part. So we're like, okay. We'll I was confused, <laughs> though, because you don't tr- – Icarus is flying. He's up in the sky, so you don't trip yeah, him. Exactly. You would clip him. But what if someone tripped him on takeoff and he never flew up and then his wings didn't melt and he'd still be alive? Oh. Yeah, was, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or, You've thought about this before. Or, or what if he's just tripping balls? I mean, <laughs> it, it, it can mean whatever you want it to mean. Yeah, then may, yeah, he would probably be scared of the sun because right, right. would probably ha- be looking and ev- uh, have an evil eye on him, and he yep. would avoid it altogether. Either <laughs> exactly. way, so what's involved in this book? Well, I'll, I, and I also want to hear about the band, and then eventually maybe we'll roll yep. around to some actual football. But uh, what is uh, what's the book all about here? So the book is essentially kind of a snapshot into my mind. So buyer beware, it's uh, <laughs> it's not the the typical football autobiographical novel. It's it's more a collection of short stories and essays. A lot of which deal with the idea of rational empathy, that societies that don't practice equality, that don't practice empathy, end up collapsing. Because if you look at the historical record, civilization has a 100% failure rate. There has never been a civilization that has withstood the test of time. And really it's due to either oppressing your own uh, populace and, and not letting them you know, contribute the same as everyone else, and they eventually get tired of it and rise up. Or you try and take something from someone else, and you seek out conflict from without, and you get into a fight that you can't win. So until we understand the fact that we have to work together as opposed to trying to keep people down or taking things from other people, then we will keep following the same path that everyone else has trod down, and we will join that 100% failure rate. I think Fats Holmes told me the same thing back in the early 80s. Yeah. But obviously you've become well-known for mm. the, the gay rights activism now, like it's Dave said before. We're, mm. both, we're in agreement with it. Why was it an important mm. issue for you, though? Uh, for me, because it's under the broader subsect of human rights in general, which, which really ties back to this idea that you know if, if I'm free to live my life, then everyone else has to have that same freedom or else we don't live in an equal society. And, and the society I want to live in is one where everyone does have the freedom to live their own life. And it, it really boils down to if you're taking a course of action, would you be okay being on the other side of that course of action? Would you be okay with someone doing that to you? And so when it comes to same-sex rights and gay marriage, you know, I wouldn't want someone limiting my ability to get married, telling me who I could love. So why am I going to do that to someone else? 
Well, of course, uh, that makes uh, you know perfect rational sense, and and yet uh, it seems like there's a huge sect of people out there that disagree with that. Although uh, a much smaller percentage of people in the in the U.S. than there was, uh, I guess, statistically ten years ago, twenty years ago, and so on. But specifically in the NFL locker room, we love talking to we've uh, we've talked with Brendan Ayam Bendejo several times here mm-hmm. on the podcast, and I, I I ask you now the same question I've asked him. So what happens? This mm-hmm. thing, this this uh, this. Oh, or what if if somebody came out as gay? It would be the apocalypse in the locker room. <laughs> what would happen? I mean, really, let's think about it. You go into the uh, to the to the Oakland Raiders locker room, mm-hmm. and whatever you know, right? But you know, right before Week One, I'm trying to think of who's on the team now. Is Matt Leinart still there? No, no, no. All right, well, that's not. So I guess we don't have to name yeah. somebody, but it helps <laughs> illustrate it if yeah. we have somebody to say. Darren McFadden. Darren okay. McFadden says, "Listen, fellas, I just want everybody to know." that I am going to be coming out publicly. Mm. What would be the reaction in the locker room? Um, I think the vast majority of guys just really wouldn't care. They'd be like, okay, cool, whatever, let's go win football games. Um, there'd be some guys who wouldn't get it, who would say, you know, that's not right, you shouldn't do that, you know, what what are you thinking? And then hopefully there would be other guys who would talk to those guys and say, look, it's his life to live, we're here to play football. Your sexuality has nothing to do with how well you play the game. And and really you see it, it's a, it's a generational issue where – as younger kids are growing up and entering the NFL and entering society in general, they've been raised in an environment of tolerance and acceptance. And they understand that this isn't a big deal. The economy is a big deal. Wars overseas are big deals. Your sexuality, not a big deal. <laughs> so it's, it's really when you're at the football field, when, when you're at the locker room, can you help this team win? And, you know, if you happen to be gay, who cares? Well, I also think, though, that, uh, you know, obviously a a major component is um, and at least a lot of people lean on it as the excuse to uh, to be homophobic is religion. So with those with with guys who would use that as their excuse and it's wrong and everything else, what, what do you. I mean, what isn't there some practical measure that the team or the league? I'm stunned. As a for instance, I was down there on the field on media day when Chris Culliver got mm-hmm. caught up a little bit with Artie Lang, and you know, as I've said before, I'd be a little bit bad on some level for Chris Culliver because I think he got sucked into a conversation with a comedian who's who's baiting him a little bit. Not right. to say that there was, uh, you know, nasty intent on Artie Lang's part, but you know, trying to have a a, a light conversation and. Culver's trying to keep up with him and so on. Mm-hmm. And he and all of a sudden he says something that is going to now mark him for the rest of his life. But the, don't the teams, I'm stunned that the teams and the league doesn't say, listen, whatever your personal opinion is, mm-hmm. of course, it's a free country. But listen, it is. it does not behoove you, the individual. It's bad for our team and it's bad for our league to be making homophobic remarks. Mm-hmm. Does that happen? Yeah, yeah. We get, you know, media awareness and, and training every single year. And, you know, it's up to guys whether they pay attention to it or not. And if with the Chris Culver thing, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the thing to really recognize there is the fact that he wasn't really familiar with, with gay people. You know, he was just saying something. This is how he had been brought up. He didn't have any personal experience. And, you know, everyone was quick to jump on him then. And, you know, I, I called him out for it then because they were homophobic comments. But at the same time, we also have to recognize that a couple months later, he's working with, uh, I think, Trevor's project in, you know, the <clears throat> in the Bay Area to help youth that are at risk from suicide. And, and this is something that we have to recognize, that it can't just be about punishing people. It's about educating people. It's about mm-hmm. making them aware that, you know, yeah, you've done something wrong, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way going forward. You know, you can recognize the fact that gay people are people, too. And and really, 
you see it in, po- in politics a lot with, with Republican lawmakers that when a family member comes out as mm-hmm. gay, all of a sudden their position completely flips because now they understand on a personal level, this is something that affects someone I know. And really, that, that's where we're moving as a society because more and more people are growing up with either a gay friend, a gay family member, a gay teammate, and they understand that this affects people, you know, not just in a you know, broad spectrum, oh, yeah, someone's being affected. This is my friend that's being affected by this, and that really changes views. You're very outspoken about it, and mm-hmm. I, you had a teammate named Matt Burke who was mm-hmm. the other way. When you mm-hmm. get into the locker room, t- how much time do you guys actually spend talking about things of this nature? Because it seems like... Our perception sometimes is that like it's a huge ordeal you guys talk mm-hmm. about all the time, but I don't. I mean, I don't walk around here with my coworkers, and we we don't talk about this issue mm-hmm. all the time. So how how big is it in the locker rooms? Um, not not that big, and really it depends on if guys want to talk about it or not. It's uh, you know, I was I was with Matt for I think four years, three or four years, and you know, we we had many great conversations. We did the crossword puzzle every day. You know, he's he's a smart guy, but that that was something we just didn't bring up because. It's a work environment, and we have to be able to function together as a team in order to win games. So whenever I'm in the locker room, you know, if someone wants to have a conversation with me, I'm more than happy to have that conversation. But I'm never going to put it in someone's face and make them have that conversation because that's not the environment for it. You know, that I can... I can say that stuff when I'm away from the football field because that's my private life to live. But when I'm in the locker room, you know, I'm, I'm there to play football. That's 100% my focus. And I think guys respect that because they understand that, you know, I'm, we're not trying to make it a difficult work environment. We're, you know, we're there to talk if, if you want to talk. But if not, then we're there to play football. I'm sure Black Tie, the producer, whispered this in your ear as you walked in here. We have but one rule here in mm-hmm. Studio 66, and that's no jive. So we, mm-hmm. we, we shoot straight in here. So <laughs> did the Vikings, from what you think, do you think there's any connection from your opinions that you've shared mm-hmm. with your departure from the Twin Cities? Um, I will say the same thing. I've, I've told numerous other people that have asked me All the right, same question. All right, but here question. you're yep. in Studio 66. I am, I am in Studio 66, and... I will say I honestly don't know because I'm not in the meetings between coaches and GMs. You know, I don't know what their rationale is. And the only thing I can look at is my past performance and, and what I'm able to do. And I've been statistically the best punter for the Vikings over the last eight years that they've had in their entire history book. Even better than Greg Coleman. Even better than Greg Coleman. I remember watching yeah, him. He's, and he's, he's a good punter. He's, he's a good yeah. guy, too. Talked with him many a time. And uh, really, at this point, you know, it's it's about – making the team with the Raiders and going forward, showing that I still have what, what it takes to play at an NFL level. What would you make of uh, Adrian Peterson's remarks? That, that, that was actually something I was thinking of earlier when you, know, when you brought up guys mm-hmm. and, and religion stuff. Because to me, that's, that's a, a remark that AP may not necessarily you know, promote same-sex marriage. That may not be something that he likes, but he's not going out of his way to discriminate against it. It's, you know, it, it's not the best mindset to have because hopefully, you know, we get to a point where everyone says, look, you're, you're another person. How you live your life is up to you. But at the same time, he's not actively trying to say, no, you can't live that life. He's just mm-hmm. saying, that's not, that's not my life. That's not how, you know, I'm going to live my life. And you know what? That's fine. That's his belief. He's allowed to have that. And, and I'm okay with that. You're allowed to have it, but yeah. I don't like when, let's say ESPN's Chris Broussard gets mm-hmm. off the hook by right. with with by saying, "Well, that's my religion, and that's what I think. It's my opinion. I'm entitled to it." Right. Yeah, guess what? There are other opinions mm-hmm. too. Yeah. It's well, the unicorn it's meat. Still... <laughs> unicorn meat makes the best uh, hamburgers yeah. around. I mean, they're, they're it's illogical mm-hmm. and has no place in the but, 21st well, century. And, and and that's the thing is that you're entitled to your opinion. 
opinion, but you are also entitled to the consequences of having your opinion. Mm -hmm. And that's why you need to be able to back up your opinion with rational, logical arguments. Because if you can't, then people are going to point it out and say, why is that your opinion? It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about that. Let's talk about some other stuff, and specifically the band Tripping, Icarus. What do you think of, uh, so first of all, what's the sound? Grunge? Yeah, kind of grungish. We're we're all heavily influenced by the 90s era, like Tool, Soundgarden, Rage Against the Machine, uh, Audio Mm. Slave, you know, kind of that whole genre. You're speaking ranks language. I like that. I like a lot of the bands you just said, but this is much more up uh up your alley yeah. right so oh, yeah so so really uh melodic but still kind of heavy and and hopefully with a message in you know in the music you know it, you, you look at music these days and a lot of it just doesn't really say anything i mean i think i think macklemore is probably the the last or you know the the, the only hip-hop record i've heard recently that's mm-hmm. actually said something <laughs> it's 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 really a shame because you can say so much with music you know people people enjoy listening to music and and when you look at bands like tool or rage against the machine or nirvana there is a message in there where they're they're speaking out about problems in society and and you know what people can do to to be more aware of that and that's something i think that that we've kind of lost and and we need to be looking at more I was almost murdered at a uh, well, not in, it, that murder implies intent, but I yes. was almost crushed at uh, a Rage Against the Machine show about uh, around about ninety five up in Chicago. Yes, <laughs> grand times. All right, let's give you the quiz. Here's something we've been looking for, Cluey. I know okay. you're a busy man, but look, listen, you're you're in the music business. We need somebody to be an ambassador to music for okay. you know. We need it here on the podcast. We we've solicited the services of Brandon Lloyd in the past. Mm-hmm. He agreed, and then. We were unfulfilled, frankly, okay. you know, and, and Brandon Lloyd, I would say it to his face. I say it to because, because again, no jive. Mm-hmm. Now, what can we, so, uh, here's a little quiz. Allman Brothers, Leonard Skinner. Mm. Choose one. Oh, man, that's a really tough one because I really like Leonard Skinner, you know, Freebird. You can't, mm-hmm. can't go wrong with Freebird. No. Mm-hmm. Sweet Home Alabama, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me two steps, mister. That's another good one. But uh, Ryan Longwell, who I know very well, his dad actually played in the Allman Brothers band. Ah. So I have that personal connection. How cool. Oh. Yeah, which is, which is really cool. I mean, cause it was really funny. We were playing. I was Ryan, playing, Longwell, yeah, Ryan Longwell's old man yeah. was in the Allman What's, Brothers. Yeah, how about that? So, so I was playing Guitar Hero, and uh, Jessica was, was on there, right? So I'm playing the song, and you know, he comes into the player's lounge, kind of looks at it. He's like, yeah, my, uh, my dad played that song. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Your dad? Isn't he a golf pro now? <laughs> It's like, well, yeah, but before that, he you know played in, played in a band. I, that's our next guest, Black Tie. I want to get the guy who was in the Allman Brothers and is now a golf pro. Yeah, well, well, and his son's in the NFL. Yeah, he's yeah. got it. Also cool. He's doing very well. We've been putting together. I'm trying to put together my the ultimate sort of road trip mm. record. What what give give me a song or two? This is a test, by the way. Okay. In case you aren't aware, yep. I don't know that I'm getting the proper intensity from you. This is okay. a job interview, right? After all, so. A good uh, road trip song or three, if you please. Road trip song or three. Um, I like Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name of, because okay. that's just one of my go-to songs. Uh, <laughs> huh. Tool, 46 and 2, All really right. like. Um, actually, anything by Tool, I, I will listen to. Although, you got to be careful. If you listen to it at night, you might start dozing off, because they get into some of their more like trancey type sure. things, and you want to avoid that. Um, I'd say anything with a good beat. 
that you can listen to. I mean, it, it really is just, you know, you're, you're asking a very subjective question. Yes, I am. <laughs> and asking yes, for am. an objective answer, so that's that's tough to do. Uh, I like his answer. Whatever whatever yeah, you want. Whatever you want to listen boss. to. <laughs> that's what I heard. I heard him call me boss yeah, in my yes. head somewhere. Yes, it Jessica's. How about Jessica is yeah, a good place that's, to that's start. A, that's, that's a, a, good a, that's a yep. great road trip a great song. song. That's why I always say mountain song by the Allman Brothers, because mm, your trip's yep. half over. Yep. It's a 30-minute song. Any questions that you have on the music front there, Ryan? Not on the music. I want to go. I, w- I do want to say one thing because another issue you are very outspoken about: no punters in the Hall of Fame. Mm, you are yes. now playing for the Raiders. Yep. Did, were you tempted at all to walk in and say, "I will have that number eight place"? <laughs> well, I think uh, was it Matt Flynn has it. Is it Matt Flynn or Tyler Hook? Tyler McLaurin? I think has it right now. Well, I, I mean, the thing is, is that yeah, what an outrage! It, it's, it's it's Ray Guy's number, and I would I get would, it I, off Matt yeah. Flynn's back. Put it on your own. <laughs> I, I would prefer to to let Ray Guy's number remain Ray Guy's number. I mean, it, it would be cool to wear it for a game or two, but at the same time, you know, so many people know me as number five now that I was like, okay, cool, I get to keep number five. That's, Donovan that's McNabb awesome. did it. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I I did get you know some mentions of the band out of it, so that I, was cool. Yeah, I, I I got some you know some worth, but uh, no, it it really is the kind of depressing the fact that there's a whole segment of the game that if your only knowledge of football was by going to the Hall of Fame and looking at the all-time grades, you would know nothing about punting. You would know nothing about special teams coverage, guys. You would know that there was one kicker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? We can't we can't recognize the guys who changed the game at their position and understand that that is the definition of being a Hall of Famer? You impacted the game so greatly that people know your name because of what you did at your position. Yeah, ain't that right? And in general, with the kickers, I always say, in fact, I, I submit that kickers should be required to play five downs from the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. because this is not at all what they had in mind when the game was invented, <laughs> that guys would be so good at doing it. Mm-hmm. It sort of has now changed strategies. I mean, you know, the idea of 56-yard field goals mm-hmm. and, and, and punts that you can bury inside the 10 consistently. Um, yeah, of course those guys belong in the Hall of Fame. Uh uh, okay, so we got to wrap. See, we could go on and on, but I'm already being told by Black Tie we got to wrap it up. A couple more questions for you, then. Why don't you like lists? Because we li- both like lists. We yeah, both love them. In that, fact, that was kind of a self-aware part in the book that mm-hmm. I just written this list of things I didn't like. I'm like, well, you know, I don't like people who write lists. I don't like myself. Oh, what is going on? Inception. <laughs> <laughs> Very strange. Yes, no, yeah, I'll, I'll take that personally then. <laughs> If you Do don't you like people it? don't like who make lists, then, then you don't like us. Right. right. A lot of people. Oh, stop. Oh, black tie. We know he has to go. I, I really want to do about two more hours with him, actually. No, We're just getting that. started he, he, here. He referenced the Inception horn, so. Oh, I see. I, I, I missed it. Okay, I got you. Cluey. Um, do you play Clue? I know that's a dumb question, but that must have happened when you were growing up. You must have been like, "This is your your friends must have said, hey, I brought it over.'" Mm-hmm. So. Yep, uh, I actually did play it when I was younger. And who's uh, your favorite guy or, um, or woman? Colonel Mustard, obviously. Right. I mean, that's the correct it's answer. You have two kids. You like to talk about uh, parenting quite a bit. Best animated movie? Ooh, best animated movie. I haven't shown it to them yet, but it's actually Princess Mononoke by uh, what? Yeah, by Miyazaki. It's uh, I'm not know it. I'm I'm a big fan of Miyazaki. Miyazaki's work. He, the ones they've released in the states are Howl's Moving Castle, Spirited Away, and then um, I think uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Hmm. Um, but he's you know really just fun, kid friendly animated movies that that are really cool to watch. Right now, their favorite one is Monsters Inc. 
which is uh, <laughs> I just saw Monsters U yeah, last week, which was good, uh, it, and it then was I, all right. I saw Despicable Me Part Two. I want to see weekend. that. Okay, yeah. so you saw it? Is it... they're neck and neck? I'm going to okay. go like this for you, just to lay it on you. I go, I go, Monsters U by a whisker. Okay, over Despicable Me Two. Okay, then Epic. Mm-hmm. Than the crudes okay. of the fair that we've been delivered the ones in 2013. Been... So, so, far, yeah. so where do you think Planes is going to rank and all that? I have a bad <laughs> feeling about it because of Dane Cook. You know, yeah. I'm not a big Dane Cook oh, guy. Well, I, I saw the preview and I'm just like, really? This is this is a movie? Like, <laughs> well, you know what's coming really? in 2015 is boats, boats, obviously, yeah, and then right. spaceships in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> all right, black tie behind the glass is getting all out of out of joint because it's time for you to go. But Chris Cluey, what he a has pleasure! A schedule to keep, damn shake. It's not me. Don't <laughs> I know? Don't point but fingers need, at me. <laughs> I want to do a hard hitting two hour interview with him on uh, on this that and the other. But uh, the book again, beautiful. Beautifully unique sparkle ponies. You're getting into the studio with the fellas of Tripping Icarus to to make your first album. Fourth yes, album. your fourth album. Yep, fourth I'm sorry. Album. Um, we should play him out with some of his own music. Is that cool, or did sure. we get in trouble with licensing? Yeah, no. Pick, just pick a good song. All right, that's what. Well, you tell us what song to play uh, out to. Misery is pretty good. It's got a good opening riff. All right, do that, up. Black Ties. He leaves. I want you to get that one out there. Chris Cluey, good luck with the Raiders. Go get him in 2013. I like Rank's idea. Number eight for just one game. Yep. Even in the preseason, it'll get some attention to it. Yeah. I'll see if I can make it happen. If nothing else, I could just tape over the edges of the five and turn it into an eight. All right. And good luck with the uh, (laughs) good luck with with the Yeah, yeah, no problem. The animated movies coming up. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris uh, Chris Cluey and uh, the Bruins are gonna win the Pac twelve. Yeah, of course. I mean the mighty Bruins, they've gotten a lot better than when I was there. I I did a lot of punting when I was there. All right. Well listen, (laughs) I like him a lot for a guy who walks into Studio sixty six in makeup. Yep. I, that, that's a that's a classy move. He wants to look his best for us. Yeah, yeah exactly. he gets dressed up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we not as much. <laughs> you got you to doll it up for radio. All right, Cluey, <laughs> go get him in uh, up in the Bay Area. Thank you, I appreciate that. All right, man. All right, there he goes. And now, Black Tie, give us just a taste here. We'll get to the we'll play the full song at the end of the episode, but just give us a taste of some tripping Icarus now. And I have just my dreams to get me by. I like it. Very nice. I see the inspiration of what he's talking about, the grunge music there. Tool. He's a big Tool fan. I like that. Yep. All right. Either way. I like. I don't want. It's easy to get self-righteous when you talk to people that are doing good work. Like we're, we're, like somehow uh, I deserve some reflected praise for having them on. I don't want to come off that way. But Jared Allen doing great work with returning vets who were injured um, overseas, and then Chris Cluey fighting another fight entirely, but uh, but a righteous cause in my book as well. So uh, so kudos to both those nice fellas. See, everybody wants a that's a big story. Black tie. We started off, you know, whatever it was, half hour, forty five minutes or so ago. He was talking about it's been a bad summer for in the NFL because of Aaron Hernandez. But let's keep in mind they're good fellas uh, like this, and uh, and they outnumber. The uh, the bad fellows um, by uh, by quite a bit there. So good for both those guys, and good for us. And congratulations to Jared Allen on having more Twitter followers than Chris Cluey. Yes, Black Tie. Quickly, so we're about to wrap the show, and I remember it was a few shows ago. Rank put out the idea of you guys brought out the idea of me recapping the show, giving like three things I like, three things I don't like. 
I haven't that since doesn't, that doesn't three sound like and me. three. Who wants or to like hear two. you? Go I haven't. On and I on. haven't really. Yeah, me neither. I don't. I don't get paid. The at all. show's been like an hour and a half already. But, How much more does anybody want to hear have, out of any of us? I do have a couple couple all of tidbits right. here. Go ahead. Reportedly, about forty three million guaranteed for Stafford. Just throwing that out there. You probably know ex- the exact figures when you do listen to this, so this is kind of pointless. Uh, a Seahawk. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad, I'm glad you, you decided you, you injected <laughs> that I have to do this, and now I'm going to share this. But you already know better than I yeah. do, so ignore the last 27. A Seahawk seconds. is an osprey. It's a fish-eating carnivore. Can be ruthless though. When food is scarce, apparently. It's likely to leave their offspring to starve. So it's up care. to Jared I Allen. Got G- I got Jared Allen in that one. Okay. Easy. okay. That's that's an easy one. All right. Lastly, now, you when know. he fights a Bengal tiger, I don't know. You don't that know one, that. I'm not as confident. Lastly, this show uh, this show has had quite a few themes. You know, like every, every Mad Men episode it was, always has that theme, an underlining theme, a recurring theme. Mm-hmm. This show, we was a lot of Remember the Titans talk for some reason. And I love how you both of you guys nodded to Jared Allen saying, "Hey, remember when you like? And remember the Titans, even though you both admitted to not having not seen that movie." What are you talking just about? Just before he called it. Well, Damshek admitted to not having seen that movie, but he agreed to Jared Allen like he had seen the movie. No, I thought that poor, he poor. connected Titan with Remember the Titans, so I tip my cap to him. Yeah, but you should still I have stopped? Should yeah, I have stopped his point by saying, "Oh, just so you know, Jared Allen, I haven't seen the movie." Spoiler honest, exactly. alert. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. All right. Okay. That's my point. All and right. obviously, the last theme was a lot of Vikings, so I'm done. Good show, though. <laughs> Wait a second. You just pointed that was, out that we I talked. Have, we talked to to a, a current and past Vikings. Yep. A lot that's of Vikings. Your wrap mass, up? That's my wrap up, guys. That's the theme of the show. Remember the Titans and Vikings. Speaking of remember the Titans, please forget the last three minutes of this show and remember not just the Titans, but also that uh, Adam Rank has up at NFL.com right now. The uh, It's wrapping up the NFL.com um, football movie uh, tournament. And uh, also make sure you get over to NFL.com and cast your vote on the greatest uniform in NFL history bracket. By the way, one thing I should mention about that is a lot of people have pointed out, oh, there's no submit button or there's no enter button. I know it's weird. We're so conditioned is, to hit yeah. that button that all you have to do is make your check marks and that's it. So I know a lot because I get a lot of tweets about that at Damashek and um, I, I am also confused by it. But apparently you just make your check marks and magis- magically they are registered. Also follow rank at Adam Rank and uh, thanks to uh, Mark Sessler at Mark Sessler. NFL and uh, and uh, handsome Hank at NFL UK. Jared Allen and Chris Cluey already have way more followers than any of us have, so I'm not going to promote their Twitter. So not, but I will it's promote NFL UK Hank. Did I not say that? I think you just said NFL UK. Oh, UK Hank. I'm sorry. And uh, Jared Allen home homes for wounded warriors. Boy, I don't know why I can't say that. Homes for wounded warriors. dot com. A great cause. Make sure you check uh, check that one out. And uh, all right. So with that being said, I think we've said more than enough, but we will be back with another episode for you later in the week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. And now let's play the full song, Black Tie, from Tripping Icarus, Chris Cluey's band. We'll talk to you later. Oh, no, no.
You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.